What is this, Lady Ada? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control behind the mic. We've got a bunch of people from the Adafruit community and the larger Maker Hacker community coming by and they're going to show us what they're working on. We're excited to see it. Uh, come on by. We're here for another 20, 25 minutes, and then we're on to Ask Engineer. Yeah, and a programming note next week, Show and Tell is still on. No and Pedro are going to be the host. Thank you in advance, No and Pedro. Thank you. And uh, during the day of Wednesday of next week, we're going to be doing a hack chat with Lady Ada, Jeff, and myself. So look for that 3 p.m. on Hackaday, Hackaday.io. Uh, we'll be talking about floppy. So it's like a version of show and tell on another site. And we'll be broadcasting on all of our normal social network places like YouTube as well. So yeah. let's kick it off with Scott. Well, actually, let's go to Jepler first. Oh, we're going to go to Jeff yeah, first? Yeah, we have to go to Jeff first. Okay, this is, uh, For reasons. This, is, this is good to know. Hey, Jeff, what you got going on? Hi. So um, with this floppy disk stuff, I've been learning a lot about emulation. And the reason you're bringing me on first is... I'm going to start this game loading, and because it is a real emulation, it is going to take about four minutes to uh, actually boot up. So, yeah, come back to me like after another one or two people. That's this pretty cool. That although it it it's you know basically on supercomputers compared to what it started off with, it still takes a certain amount of time to to boot up. Yeah, I mean the emulator emulates. It has to emulate uh, a all of the details of the floppy drive and how it actually works. So inside it, it's keeping track of the rotations of the floppy drive and running the 6502 instructions. So and it's amazing software and it's on the internet archive and you can just use it. So that's cool. All right. So we're starting now and we're gonna check back in. It's gonna be like a cooking show. Look, <laughs> exactly, looking forward to yeah. the souffle. Okay. All Put right. it in the oven for four minutes. Okay, right. let's go back to Scott. Scott, what you got going on? Hello. So uh, folks don't know, I've been working on adding Beely support to the ESP32 S3. It's the like bigger, better version of the S2 that's coming soon. Uh, Espresso does have these neat modules here with the two USBs that are super handy. And uh, what I've got here is I've got CircuitPython running on it over USB. And I've got a demo here where I'm doing two things. First, I'm doing some web requests, and then I'm doing a Beely scan. So I will just hit Control D and it will get going. Skylab's my web, my Wi-Fi. You can do it. So Hello. does some does some stuff, and then it. Uh, these are all the advertisements that I got by doing a BLE scan. So this is the first step uh, in the process where if if this device wanted to initiate a connection to another device, scanning would be the first thing. Um, but the other thing that's really cool is I did the broadcast net thing ages ago. And you had to use a Raspberry Pi to do that, like shuffle advertisements from BLE into like whatever web service you want. And mm -hmm. potentially the S3 can do that now. Yeah. Um, this which is our I'm first very excited Python. about. This is our first CircuitPython build that supports Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in one chip, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So there's a there's a pull request that I've got some stuff to fix uh, during Ask an Engineer, but then it should be in uh, hopefully shortly. All right. Nice work. All right. Thank you so much, Scott. And then will you be talking about this this Friday on Deep Dive with Scott? Yep, we'll talk about it this Friday. And then the other thing I should say is that um, this is the last week for CircuitPython 2022. So if you have thoughts about what you'd like to see CircuitPython do uh, this year, please get those out uh, so that I can summarize them on my stream on Friday. And then I'll also do the final uh, kind of summary blog post on Friday as well. Yeah, check out um, the blog post that we currently have. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. And yeah. thank you to everybody who's already participated. If you do participate, please email circuitpython2022 
2022 at adafruit.com that'll go to Phil and I and we'll get it blogged up. That's right. All right, thank yeah, you. Thanks, Let's just go back to Jeff real fast. Uh, Jeff, how's your Commodore 64 going? Uh, we're still on the loading screen, okay, so it's uh, bear with good. us. <laughs> okay. we'll, like, we'll, this is like a live launch or something like we'll that. Get, we'll be back to you. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, there you go. We'll create time. That's excellent timing. So uh, let me figure out how to cut the audio here. And, uh, yeah, why? No, what are you doing? Keep it. All right, Keep we'll it. listen to it. Yeah. It makes it makes you sound more dramatic. You got a little. I bit bet it there. does. Oh, there you go. Okay. Now I've lost the. Uh, there we go. Okay. Now I can see you again. Okay. Yeah. So I'm super nostalgic about this game. So when we started the floppy project, I went on eBay and bought like the the real thing. This is the original retail packaging. They're like, we want to imagine we're musicians and making oh, an album. So cool. New album <laughs> just dropped. It's a video game. And this is a new grime yeah, single that just came out. This is a great. Great classic game for the Commodore 64. So uh, what uh, I've accomplished this week is um, these games were copy protected. And there's a format that you can read into that preserves the old copy protection called G64. You copy that floppy. And, um, and so I learned a lot about the formats and started writing a format converter and then realized that other people had already written all the pieces I needed and I just had to put them together. And so what I got going today was the putting together of those pieces. And now I can play my uh, game. Uh, not only that, this is up on archive.org. I will drop the link in shortly. Um, so what's interesting it's... is this is a this is a copy protected Commodore 64 diskette that we, mm -hmm. we ripped and you don't have to crack it. It actually plays in an emulator as if it was right. like the uh, original official game, which is nice because now it's like it's we're really getting the native format of the disk. This is the data data. Yeah. This is the data yeah. Data. A, a lot of what you'll find has been cracked. So the copy protection has been removed. And there are good things about that. Like it would have probably loaded in about 20 seconds instead of the minutes um, that it took. But in a way, this is kind of the most want the real full experience. Most real fair. version of the thing. You get a sandwich, um, you get ready. You're like, okay. So Jeff, here's the big question I'm going to ask you. Um, if, if I were able to take this video and transmit it back in time to when you first played this 30-ish, 40 years ago, would young Jeff be happy about all the things that... Uh, well, I mean, first of all, he'd be horrified that I got rid of his floppies. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah would, that would be the big thing. But, that I had to go buy this again. But you'd have to explain eBay and all that stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be a long discussion, but... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think young me would have imagined still playing these games because yeah. I mean, how much were video games going to change? Really? We were at the pinnacle. Yeah. What's <laughs> neat is that you're, you're, you're able to do this and then share it with a whole new generation of people that maybe they never saw or heard about this game at all. Okay, cool. Make sure you take good photos of the, um, the album art and put yeah, that into there, the archive. It's, and the text in it is really interesting. It emerges that, well, it's made by three people. Uh, Anne Westfall, John Freeman, and Paul Ritchie III. And when you read through it, you find out, well, John and Paul kind of had an idea, and Anne wrote the thing. So, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's part of this history of how, how we've forgotten that, you know, you know the, the whole gender thing in computers. So it was a good reminder to read it. And some of the language is maybe not the way we'd put it now, but yeah, that's, uh, that was, I was reading that just before we came on. So that was real interesting. Right Okay, well, thanks so much, Jeff. And then um, are you going to do a blog post so folks can check this out soon? Uh, yeah, I will drop the link to this. Um, 
this archive.org, although it, uh, I set it as a test item, so it'll be deleted after 30 days. We'll want to do something a little more permanent uh, okay. before we do a blog post up. Right on. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. Very cool you. project and more. All right. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Now, Pedro, and what you got Jeff. going on this week? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, what's up, folks? Oh, man. So many retro vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this week, we got a super simple little case for the uh, Feather TFT. So Noah made this really cool Elcars inspired little graphic that's uh, just pulling in the temperature, the battery status, and the, uh, uh, what is the, the pressure, pressure right? from the uh, mm. BMP280. So Brent had a really good idea of having like these little rails on the back of the case. You could just uh, keep stacking little Stemma, stemmers, uh, Stemma sensors back there. So you have access to the port and the little buttons on the Do front. Do you want to show the other side? Because I, I think there's an overhead, it wasn't on. Do you oh. want to show the, the you were talking oh, about the show. rails? Oh my god, <laughs> I completely missed this. Okay. No, no, it's cool. It's just like because you like you're usually yeah. There you go. I'm like used to that view. Oh, okay. I like that well, L cars well, view. I'll let it. I'll let it there we go. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So no, I had some speaking retro. No, I had some like good vibes doing like because he started as a graphic designer. So doing all yeah, the yeah, pushing pixels. So I did a nice bitmap for that. It's all done through Python. Nice. Display I/O. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So nice away, and here's the case that we were talking about. What's up? Can you put can that code it? on the the repo because I think people yeah. are gonna want. It. Yeah, I have a gist. I can drop that in the Discord. Drop but I'll it put in. It up on... Okay. Yeah. So uh, the other cool thing we were showing off on 3D Hangouts is um, last year we did like these little Lego uh, studs for like the um, feather, and mm -hmm. um, Lamar wanted like some uh, cool graphics showing off the uh, temperatures and everything being shown off. You're like, oh crap. We did that last year. Right, we did yeah. it on an OLED display. This so entire it's kind of the same circuit, right? You got the you got the battery monitor, you got a microcontroller, you got your display, yeah. you got your stem sensor. So definitely wanted to show off like forward. Yeah, how a big in. deal this is that you're able to you just combine everything together and make this tiny little package and what was last year this. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. You could totally little, do like a little, little yeah, wearable. Little yeah, okay. so um two nine three hangouts uh, happened earlier today. We go over all the CAD stuff, all that. We checked out like the filament that we used on it, that uh, quantum everybody's been posting It's like iridescent about. filament. Look at this. It's kind yeah, of cool. It's super cool. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. And the web posted, I think, earlier on the um, Discord. Yeah, the, and the we'll uh, put it on the uh, land guide that we have out for yes, this. Yes, please so, do. Okay. I love check that. Yeah, I'll do it. Look. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll put Gorgeous. the font and the uh, the bitmap too. Yeah, Yeah, chat with, chat with Anne if you need someone to put it up on learning system, just because you have to have everything <laughs> together. But I think I think all it's worth it, because that is yeah. that is like just so cool. Oh, yeah, so it was kind of like last. We, we didn't get to film it because we're like, oh yeah. yeah. And no, like, but it's fine. You just change the change the um main image of the the guide. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll, we'll use this graphic anytime we get to show these. Yeah, we'll do it again. Also. Don't worry. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's more. The first first pass. Yeah. Yep. Great work. That's all we Thank you. Thanks right, so folks. much. And thank you for taking care of Chantel next week. Oh, yeah, yeah no we'll see y'all next anytime. week. Anytime. All right. Next up, Brent. Brent, what you got going on this week? Hi. Um, I have some. Uh, progress on Whippersnapper, which is Adafruit.io's no-code IoT platform. So previously, like this is what people generally see. If you go to add a component like a light sensor, an LED, or a read switch or anything, there's a limited amount of them. And that's because this was all hard-coded into Adafruit.io like through the backends. And people weren't able to modify these. And we wanted um, some level of community interaction and interfacing with Adafruit Whippersnapper. So um, this is what's going to come out pretty soon. There's no like ETA on this, but um, when you click new component, it loads a large amount of pin components and it also loads I2C components. And previously we only had the HT20, 
But now we have the HT20, the AM2315, which is an HT20, the BMU680, and the DPS310. And I have a funhouse over here plugged in, which has the HT20 temperature and humidity sensor and the DPS310 sensor already built into it. So um, to create a component, we just uh, click the icon with the component. We can set its interval to return. And then the components there and uh, these graphs will change over time. So if you want to make another sensor, like we want to attach this DPS310 and we didn't have something like Stemma QT um, on this board, which we don't because it's built in, but you can also attach a Stemma QT connector. Um, you can just click through it and there's no code and there's no soldering and values will just roll straight into Adafruit IO. And then over time, you can graph values on feeds and you can interface with them just like you would with anything in Adafruit IO. And then um, we have a new repository called Whippersnapper Components that's on the Adafruit GitHub. And we're not ready for user submissions yet, but if you have an idea for your favorite sensor in the Adafruit store to add to Whippersnapper that you want to use, like you want to use the Stemma Soil sensor or something else, you can click here and submit a suggestion. And if you want to look at how we're submitting these, uh, we have two open pull requests. Um, one of them is to add an SCD30 component. And it's just like a bunch of JSON um, and then an animation, which is a spinning animation and another image. So this is what we're um, working on and this will be out shortly. Right on. And uh, folks, don't forget to go to Adafruit Daily and sign up for the newsletter where you're going to get all of this and then some. Yeah. So if you go to Adafruit Daily, um, click on Internet Things Monthly, uh, that newsletter is going to go out next week. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Brett. Nice making work. This it, is making very exciting. It, making it too easy for everybody. Well, what I, I really want this like magical moment where we're going to be able to get a QtPi ESP32 S2 and you plug in the SCDCO2 sensor and it just Think. works. It just sends, you know, just starts yeah. logging data. That's that's the the dream, right? It takes years and a ton of work to make something just work. Yeah, and it'll be it free so and it'll be like more sensors and like, you know, any sensor you plug in, it'll automatically detect it. It's going to be really cool. Living the dream. Living the dream. JP. Know, JP. What's the five-letter word for this project? <laughs> the five-letter word for this project is beflurful. Beflurful. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to spoil this for anyone. And I showed this last week on my show, but I wanted to show this off again. Uh, this is the Gherkin keyboard. It's a it's a open source design for a very, very, very tiny 30-key uh, keyboard. I have the KB2040 in here, and I'm running KMK which is a keyboard management sort of framework that's, uh, that's working under CircuitPython. So one thing you can do with it, of course, is play your word games uh, with a nice mechanical keyboard. I like uh, how you can't actually so how is real it, words. It's terrifying. How, You're like, what did you guess it? it? <laughs> how is it connected? Is it connected to... So I'm using the uh, USB and the little camera connector kit thing. Got it. Uh, I have them kind of plugged together. Yeah here so I can show them neatly. So this is not uh, Bluetooth or anything like that. I'm not using batteries. Lightning to USB. Lightning then... USB, that's it. Yep. They call it the camera connector kit or something. Yep. But this is just USB, so I can plug it into the computer too or anything that'll that'll take the USB keyboard. Um, this is also, since it's running KMK, I'll show you, if you're using this for the crossword, I've got the New York Times uh, crossword app here. This is the mini, so you can see it a little better. Neat thing is that not only can you type in stuff, but you can use the layers of KMK uh, which is kind of like shift modifier. So if I hold C, 
that allows me to do things like tab, which is how you go from word to word to word. Or I can use uh, what are essentially virtual arrow keys to, to cruise around on yeah. here. You can even do freaky stuff that you can't normally do in the crossword app, such as uh, type in numbers, what? Uh, or type in symbols. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's actually, I think, four or five layers of stuff you can type on this by knowing these magical key combos. And then you can go in and customize those right in uh, code.py. So it's very easy to... I, I think it's funny that you designed this, this Gherkin keyboard and then like Wordle became popular and we're like, this is actually perfect for it's this. Wordle keyboard. I mean, Why do you not need a space bar? <laughs> this is all it can do, right? <laughs> it's almost yeah. exactly it. What are you uh, I, I like the cursing one. I think there should be a... Um... Loodle? Is that the one yeah, there, I think there should be a, a crossword where it's like famous cartoon characters cursing because you know it always has. Oh, like, I see. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like uh, rubble, 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 rubble. Tin, tin having a, a yeah. bad day or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, JP. And then you're going to be uh, showing off some yes. of this and more tomorrow. Yeah, come on, on by tomorrow, and I'll give a hint. Tomorrow, this beauty is going to be involved. My uh, Western Electric Model 500. Is so that how you're going to play Wordle next? Maybe. Ooh, I like that. Idea. Right. You can place a number. You have to guess a number. Yeah, number. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, JP. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Liz and Jay, then Andrew. Liz, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's going yeah. on? Uh, so uh, this is the Oscatone Scout Synth, uh, and I've hacked it so that it's sending MIDI out over UART to an RP2040, and then that's taking the MIDI over UART and sending it out via USB, um, which then doing a uh, Raspberry Pi MIDI host to send it to your rack. So it's. So it's like a little mini keyboard. Cute. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's adorable. But, yeah, so, what? It's adorable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm hoping to maybe uh, change up the knob so that it'll do some um, CC commands. Uh, but it was pretty cool getting it so that CircuitPython is bring, taking in the UART and sending out the USB because then that basically makes this into a USB MIDI controller. Um, that is cool. Is, yeah, and is it okay if I talk about the future guide that you're you're going to be working on with us? Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. so um, one of the things that we've noticed is a lot of folks are just hearing about this MIDI thing, even though it's been around for a long time. But now there's low-cost hardware. You can build your own. There's all this open-source software. So Liz is going to do a guide um this is there's articles that i wish i had time to write um and like back in the day when i was at make i would do an article like this or something but this one's going to be called midi for makers and it's for folks who just don't really know anything or maybe they forgot because it's been it's been a while and a lot of things have changed in the last few decades and so uh, liz is going to be working on an article called midi for makers so if you have any suggestions or questions or whatever um just remember this isn't for experts yet it'll 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 get everyone up to a good foundational level of knowledge, and then we'll keep layering more and more and more things um, because there's a lot of cool hardware that's come out in the last uh, 10 years for sure, at least the last 10 months. Um, yeah. So anyways, Liz is going to be working on that soon. And uh, one of my first, actually my first ever like Arduino thing that I tried to do um, was a MIDI controller, and it was so hard like trying to figure out from scratch how to do it. I had zero coding experience or anything, so I'm really excited to write this. Um, yeah, I think musicians too. They the they need a way in to get into like, yeah. oh, I want to learn Python, but I don't, I don't have a reason for it. And like a lot of times, you search for like learn Python. It's like data science and everything. Like that's cool, and maybe you'll eventually do that. But a lot of folks, they just want to do something with the stuff they already have. So I think this will be yeah. 
So the cool gateway drug, so to speak. All right. Well, thanks, Liz. Cool. Have a good one. All right. Thank then we're going to go to Jay, and then we're going to go to Andrew. Jay, what you got Jay, going on? I have this little guy, which is a project I'm still working on. This is its fifth iteration. I've been trying to get it to work for a while now, and I finally got it to work last night to a decent level. I, I saw this on your Instagram story, so I knew this was coming. Whoa, is this like a turret <laughs> bot? What is this? I know, yeah. It's one of my next wearables. Um, I've been trying to get it to a point where it's like I can control this now with my phone for the first time. So I'm having That's more fun with it than I usually do. What are you using to control it with your phone? I'm using an Arduino with a uh, blue, uh, Bluetooth attachment to it, and then the cool. LED is being controlled by an Adafruit uh, Feather 32U4. Was cool. that right? 32U4? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. cute. This it's, is neat. Uh, so this is going to potentially be shoulder-mounted or J-mounted? It's going to be bag-mounted. I'm literally designing a bag, bag to hold this one. That way, when I go to events and stuff, I can like, have yeah. a little bit. Um, I finally, I'm happy I got this to actually start working now because now I can just focus on the artist part of it. So like currently on my printers, I have all these like extra little attachments and stuff to make it look pretty because right now it looks pretty plain, especially like right here in this area. Yeah. yeah. Not, not to feel bad, little guy, but no, no, right no, it's kind of naked. <laughs> yeah. So, I like the little uh, blinking effect. How does it do that? Um, I should be asking you that. It's part of the Adafruit. <laughs> yes. It's part of the Adafruit. Uh, no, it's just it's just an effect. So it looked like it, the eye was like moving up and down, but it was. I think it's just a reflection. It looks the, cool. Like, it's probably. like a blinking rainbow. Yeah, very, I like the rainbow effect curious. currently. Oops. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jane. Keep coming back and show the progress on it. <laughs> sure. It is <laughs> robot bedtime. <laughs> Good night. Robot bedtime. <laughs> All right. Hey, like the robot knew. It's like, hey, I did my thing. I said, I'm done. <laughs> I've got to go to bed. All right. I'll take care, Jay. Hi, bye, Jay. All right, Andrew, play us out. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Hi. first time call, long time watcher. I actually mm -hmm. met you, Philip, probably about 15 years ago in Seattle when you guys were launching Make Magazine. And I remember that Western Electric phone. You had like a GSM circuit in there. Did it was a rotary. It was a rotary cell phone, and that's yeah. when I was first. Uh, writing about spark fun that was so had a cool. kit yeah that was that was neat hey uh good to see you yeah yeah it's my first pcb i've successfully designed it's a two-layer board uh sort of my take on a macro keyboard um mm. i have some custom designed uh buttons here that i got printed out of uh nylon um so those work and light up Ooh. everything else lights up as well um it's still like in the prototype stage there's actually supposed to be a an e-ink display that goes right here but as you can see it's kind of broken off so no. Um, What's cool is you can't tell because it still works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I have more. I think there's a hardware issue though with my um, with my design. Um, these are like the less expensive, like five dollar pervasive display ones that have the chip on glass. Um, and so I had to write a uh, driver for it, but I actually was able to uh, based off of the Adafruit uh, e-paper display circuit Python class. So I just extended yeah. that class and wrote it, and that was kind of a fun learning experience. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely interesting. They're one of those things that like, they don't work at all until they work. Exactly. It's like, yeah. it's like, you're like, nothing is happening. At least with TFTs, you can usually get like something on the display. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's inverted or it's like shifted. Yeah. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then like, boom, data. I, I ended up buying the development kit just so I could make sure my firmware works. So I know my firmware works for it. So that's good. Right. So I'm pretty sure it's a hardware issue now because I was going to that integration 
space, that special yeah. space where what, you know, is it hardware? Is it software? Is it, is it a compiler? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun. Just uh, sort of you know, a demo thing and works on the circuit Python and the Raspberry Pico. Um, so yeah, it's been a fun thing. Great. Great. Um, Thanks, well. If you yeah. want us to include it in the newsletter or blog about it or whatever, just drop me a note, ptdatafruit.com and I'll send it over to Anne and more. Thanks for um, yeah. showing this off. This is why we do what we do. Yeah. This has been fun. Thanks guys. Good work. All right. Thank you. See you in another 15 years. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming by. And uh, do you still have um, the copy of Make? Because I think we we had, was it at the launch when we had copies or was it when we announced? No, it's, it's yeah, it's, I think I actually still have the one that you brought. Because uh, it was like, it was this, I was actually going back and looking at my blog post because I wrote about it. Um, and it was like the third, it was a third episode, it was a third uh, one you'd come out with. And okay. I, I'm pretty sure I still have it. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for sticking around and continuing to make things. And now you're making things and sharing. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Mission accomplished. All right. Thank you. Andrew. All right, everybody. That is our show for tonight. Thanks for making this the best 25 minutes of our day today. I mean, the rest of the day was pretty good, but this is great. Um, we'll see everybody next week. Next week, we're going to be part of the audience because we're on Pedro hosting. And we're going to do Ask an Engineer in just about five minutes or so. All right. Bye, see, everybody. Everybody. see you later.